Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and you know what? I, I'm I'm enthusiastic to be here today, <laughs> and I guess I'm feeling the excitement starting to build. Let's put it that way. But but this is actually the, the reason I'm being honest with you about that. I don't mean to to be a downer or anything like that. Of course, I'm here. I'm showing up, and I'm going to do the podcast the same way I always do. And I'm really excited. Of course, I mean deep down, I'm excited to do it. You know, but I want you to know that today's not just like any other day. You know, um, you know, just like everyone else in the world, you know, there are times where, you know, life becomes difficult. And and as we experience things, you know, in our life that are difficult, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're all subject to the triggers and we're all subject to the emotional um, impact of what we're going through, right? And, and the reason, again, the reason I'm being honest about this and telling you this, rather than just kind of, you know, putting up the good show and, and, and getting a good podcast out is because actually this ties into exactly what I wanted to talk about today, right? Which is the, the fact that when we experience things in our lives, and this really, this ties into the RAIN uh, practice that we talked about the other day, and it also kind of, you know, definitely touches upon um, the, the you know, like I said, your ness, you know, your, your core, you know, authentic self, as well as the shadow that we were talking about yesterday, right? And so anyway, let me not bury the lead <laughs> any further than I already have. And, and what I want to talk about today is how we experience the world inside our own nervous system. Okay, and this is a really important concept, right? Now, now and I've talked about this before and it's you know, it certainly is worth talking about again, right? Because this is a um it's a really big deal to understand this. Okay? So so let's talk in a very basic level, okay? See that plant behind me. I'm getting better at <laughs> At reversing my, uh, there we go, that plant right there, right? We're all looking at that as human beings. We're all looking at that plant and saying, oh, it's a green plant, right? It's not a green plant. I mean, it might be green. I, you know, to, to be honest with you, we don't really know whether it's a green plant or it's not, right? You look at it and see green. I look at it and see green. And we call that <laughs> that thing that we're all seeing, that's what our language has, has decided that we're going to call green, right? However, you know, if a, if a dog were to look at that, that plant, it would be nothing but a gray blob for the dog. Conversely, if a bumblebee were to look at that plant, it would be glowing like this, you know, like a, a, a glowing psychedelic kind of thing that we would we would see. Right. And the point is, right, that the only reason we see that as a green plant is because the the spectrum of light that we are able to perceive with these organs, right, that are attached to the certain part of our brain and the way that we we process. And by the way, for all of you uh, on the uh, podcast, not on the video, I was pointing at my eye when I said these organs, right, because that's all the, the eyes are. They're just a, a device, right, which takes in light, which is able to discern and perceive a certain um, spectrum of light, and that that information gets translated into a part of our or, or gets, you know, gets, gets sensed by a part of our brain, which then gets translated into something that we can understand like it's a green plant. Right. 
But again, the only reason it's green is because of the way our body processes what it's experiencing. All right. Now, <clears throat> this is I know this is a, 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 a you know, it's a, it's a it's a tricky kind of concept, right? Because we're so used to relying on what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we taste, what we smell. You know, this is this is our these are the ways that we we kind of relate to the world around us, right? But let's let's take another example, and this is another example I talked about in a podcast months ago. So I don't know if any of you even uh, caught that or remember it or whatever. But but let's say um, let's say there's two people walking up to a, a street corner where somebody is standing there holding a dog on a leash, right? And let's say it's a black lab, right? <clears throat> In this experience, there's one person in the in this couple who are walking up and seeing this this dog sitting on the street corner, and it's looking at them and starts wagging its tail slowly, right? And uh, and there's one person in this in this duo who, you know, when when they were you know eight years old on Christmas morning, they went out to the the tree, and the, there was a box that was like moving under the tree. They opened it up, and out bounced a, a, a Labrador Retriever, right? And that became the person's best friend for years and years for the next 10, 12 years, right? So, so this person walking up to this dog is going to feel a, a, a sense of elation, a, an excitement, a, a, a joy, an enthusiasm. Oh my gosh, can I pet your dog, right? But let's say the other person standing next to this person, right, never had a pet dog when they were growing up. Right. So they were never conditioned in that loving way towards a dog. But in fact, their mother had been had been bitten by a dog when she was younger. And so therefore, every time the mother saw the dog with the child, the, the mother would squeeze the child a little more tightly and pull her a little closer and say, well, be careful of that dog. Be careful of that dog. Right. Dogs bite. Dogs can hurt you. Be careful. Right. And then let's say just for good measure, at, at about eight years old, this person, right, this second person whose parents were always warning them about the dangers of dogs and everything like that, right? Let's say at one point this person got cornered in, the, in, in a playground by a dog who had gotten off the leash, right? And not even bit, but just scared, right? Just, just like got chased and got cornered and was freaking out, right? She's freaking out because the fear that's been instilled in her, Right. Like she's been taught or he's been taught to, to fear this thing. Right. That, that, that that's the pattern. Right. That's the, the programming. Right. That, that this person is is afraid of dogs because that person who this person is so reliant upon and looks up to and the, the most important part person in this person's life, the mother. Right. <laughs> was always warning them about being careful of dogs, right? Dogs can bite you. You can get hurt. You can get sick. You'll have to go to the hospital, right? And so now this person walking up to that dog on the street corner, and, and again, for good measure, we're just saying that this person was at one point chased and maybe even bit, who knows, right? And, and But now this person walking up to the dog is gripped with fear and terror even. Right. It literally may be a, a palpable shaking that this person starts to feel as they get closer to this dog who is, you know, just I mean, just a black lab. And we all know how friendly most of us know how friendly black labs are. Right. And so so consciously, this person can reason the fact that, no, that dog's not going to hurt me. It's on a leash. The person holding the leash looks strong. The dog looks pleasant. It doesn't look angry. You know, logically, this person can reason all that. 
right? Just like logically the other person, if if they see a dog that's like, oh, that dog looks angry or, you know, it's got a spike collar and stuff, you know, that's not going to, you know, I still feel that excitement from Christmas morning so many years ago, but logically I can say, but that particular dog, mm, I don't think so, <laughs> right? Like we can logically say that. That's where we're using our brains, right? But the thing is that the nervous system is that, 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 you know, the nervous system is what's making the two people feel either excitement or terror, right? And so the same dog, right? There's nothing different about the dog. It's not like we're talking about two separate dogs. Like one dog just came out of a dog fight all bloody and gnarled up and stuff. No, it's the same black lab who's just sitting on the corner. But yet two people can perceive that black lab in completely different ways, right? This is how we experience things with inside our own nervous system. And again, that nervous system is not just about what you learned when you were a child, but what did your parents learn when they were children? What did their parents learn when they were children? And, and honestly, it goes back a couple of generations, right? That your nervous system contains the memory of everything that, that was experienced by the ancestors before you, right? And that's, that's the truth. That's scientific, right? Like that's, that's something that we know to be true, right? Because as you experience, like, like when you were that child or, or <laughs> hypothetically you were that child who got chased and maybe bitten by a dog, right? Now that's a nervous system memory in you. And so now when you, you know, if you're a woman and you, you know, that, that nerve, that, that, well, anyway, I don't want to get into the whole biological factor, but, but the fact of the matter is that there's a memory that exists in our nervous system, right? And a perception and a memory. And that's what, and that's what I'm talking about here, right? And so, so this also now, you know, we could translate this into, you know, we can talk about this as it relates back to the, the automatic negative thoughts, right? That when your nervous system is, is in a certain state, right? And you're, you're, you know, you're, you know, in, in a way, again, the way that the nervous system works is that there's the autonomic nervous system, which is the main nervous system of our body, right? There's two branches of it, right? There's actually three, but it's really two functional ones. The The one is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the thing that drives us up in fear. That person who saw that dog who's afraid, right? That that person is in the, the sympathetic nervous system is activated as, as that person seeing that dog, right? And so, um, so the, the way that, that that operates, right, is, you know, and, and I'm sorry, again, that, that takes us back to the automatic negative thoughts that we were experience, that we were talking about the other day, right? We're <laughs> experiencing like like for instance, I was feeling the automatic negative thoughts this morning in my personal experience, right? And and what happens is, right, I woke up, you know, had a family issue last night, and it's not the end of the world, and everything's going to be okay, but, but you know, there was a little bit of a, a conflict in my family last night, right? And, and of course, you know, you know, it was not resolved properly, right? So we all wake up with it again in the morning, right? And so, and so when I'm, I'm arising, and I'm thinking about all the stuff that happened last night, and all, you know, and, and, it, and it, it triggered my nervous system, 
right? So now when, when I'm in that place of feeling, you know, I was feeling a little tense, I was feeling a little, you know, uh, you know, a little, you know, even anger was creeping in, right? And it's okay to feel these things, right? Again, it's not, it doesn't make me a bad person that I'm feeling anger because again, right? Like whatever triggered my nervous system was likely not something that I am consciously, you know, in, in control of, Right. Like, like, and I don't even remember, you know, it was, it had to do with a bunch of stuff and it's going to take too long to discuss it. And it's really like TMI kind of thing. So you don't need to hear all that, but, but suffice to say that, that, that when I am triggered, right, it's not necessarily about what the person did, right? Again, the same dog had the completely different reaction to two different people. So if somebody else was in my position, Right. If somebody else was in my home and, and pretended to be me for a little while, but with their nervous system and my wife did what she did last night, another person might react completely differently. Right. Because of the way their nervous system has been conditioned. Right. And there and to be sure, there might be something that doesn't trigger me at all with my, you know, that my wife does all the time that somebody else in my place might be like, oh, no, I can't live with this. This is horrible. Right. And so so the reason I talk about this, oh, and, and so by the way, I mean, sorry, getting back to what I was talking about with the automatic negative thoughts, right? Is that when I when I can feel my nervous system in this kind of place, right? Like I feel it, like I can feel the tension. And and of course I know cognitively that this is likely to be true, right? Because I I, I experienced this thing last night, and so I know that as I remember the details of that, I'm going to trigger my nervous system, right? I know all that because I practice and and I study that, right? And so I know all that to be true. I feel through the awareness, I can feel my nervous system tightening up, becoming more and more aroused in a, you know, not in the, not in the fun way, <laughs> hyper aroused in the nervous system, right? So my, my heart rate is increasing. I, I'm sure if I had taken my blood pressure at that moment, it would have been elevated, right? As I'm thinking through what's going on. And now that my nervous system is triggered that way, now I know that all of the thoughts that are just popping into my mind, they're going to be more black and white. They're going to be more pessimistic. They're going to be more, you know, the magical thinking, like, you know, like it's my fault that all, everything in the world that's happening that's wrong is my fault, right? Um, it's going to be more of a me-centered kind of thing. It's going to feel more that it has to be perfect, right? Or I'm going to have this sense of if it's not perfect, it's a complete disaster, Right. Like I know that those are the thoughts that are going to come into my mind because of the way my nervous system is activated right now. OK, so again, you know, and, and, and thankfully, you know, like if this, you know, if, if I was having if I was telling you this story 10 years ago, well, actually, uh, 10 years, I, I wouldn't have been telling you this story 10 years ago. I would have decided that I can't do the podcast today because I'm too upset. I would have uh, I would have canceled all my meetings. I would have, you know, probably just been on the phone all morning with my wife from work and just demanding resolution on this kind of stuff. And it would have been just a complete runaway train. Right. That would have just kept rolling and bounding and rolling and bounding until, you know, I put a hole in the wall or something like that. Something really dumb, you know. Um, but but the thing is, right, because I am trained now and because I've deepened my awareness through practice and because I know that this is going on in my body, what it allows me to do is it allows me to step back and see this activity in my body, 
right? And, and see that, wow, look at this, you know? And again, I can see all the way back. Like I can say, you know, it's because of your grandparents <laughs> that you're so sensitive to this thing that your wife did last night. And so now your body, your, your nervous system, and I do, I talk about it in the third person like that, right? Like I could say Art's nervous system I guess yours is actually the second person, right? So, so let's say Art's nervous system. <laughs> and so, so this is, again, this goes back to the RAIN practice, right? The non-identification aspect of the RAIN practice, right? Because it is Art's body that is experiencing this. It is Art's nervous system, which is going through this level of arousal. It's not some, you know, I don't have to connect to it on a moral or personal or, or, you know, intrinsic level, right? I can simply say like, look at what my nervous system is doing. And of course now, now what is the, the practical advantage of that, right? Like, why do we need to do that? You know, cause I still feel, I, I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm saying arts bodies experiencing this uh, nervous system arousal, or <clears throat> I am experiencing this nervous system arousal. The end result is still an extreme discomfort, Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't make me feel better to, to disidentify with it. But what it does allow me to do is it allows me to function in spite of the nervous system arousal that I'm experiencing. And let me explain to you what that means. In fact, I've already explained it to you a few minutes ago. Right. Ten years ago, I told you I would have just said, screw this. I can't today. <clears throat> I'm calling it in today. I'm just not showing up. And you know what? It would have been fine, right? Like I could do that today, right? Like you all, you will all live with one less Art Burns showing up to your live podcast, right? You will not cause any kind of <clears throat> mass hysteria, right? Like, like it's not ideal, obviously, but everybody would survive, right? But there are three, or actually, there's there's three different people plus a group of people today who are looking forward to meeting with me. And I have a responsibility to those people, right? <clears throat> and I mean, you know, would they survive without it? Of course they would. Yes, of course. But is that okay? And I, I, would, I would contend that no, it's not really okay because I have no idea what these people want to talk to me today about, right? And I have no idea how urgent it might be for them. And this is the responsibility that I've taken on. And so, so I, I bear this responsibility. So, so again, how does these, how do these two things connect, right? Well, <clears throat> as I, as I allow myself to see the nervous system activation as a third person detachment, right? A disidentified third person detachment, <clears throat> Well, now all I have to do is I just have to get my, I, I, all I have to, all, all art has to do is, is get art's nervous system to, to be calm. That's all. And I have plenty of tools to do that, right? I can do a 20 minute meditation. I can take a walk outside in the beautiful crisp morning air. I can drink lots of water. I can, uh, you know, maybe decide not to have an extra cup of tea and get that because caffeine is going to rev up your nervous system too, right? And so, so um, you know, I can do all these things, which, you know what? I did all of those things. And here I am, <clears throat> right? Showing up to my life. Right now, in the back of my mind, there's still this this unresolved thing that needs to be dealt with. Right. But I art does not have to allow that thing to to completely dictate his day.
right? So, so what I'm saying is that is that as we cultivate the understanding. And the, you know, well, the cognitive understanding of how our nervous system is, is subject to these, you know, triggers and, and ancient triggers that we had nothing to do with, right? How all of that stuff works, like knowing that, practicing establishing the, the perspective of non-identification, and then, of course, <clears throat> having the tools to, to do what needs to be done, which is to just calm this nervous system down, Right. And, and get to the point where I can function. Right. So it's the difference between, you know, because the problem is that, that when I don't, when I let my my nervous system continue on unregulated. Right. And I just keep thinking about the thing last night. And I can't, And like I said, 10 years ago, it's not like I would have said, oh, I need to call in sick so I can just nurse myself all day and make myself feel better. No, 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 no. It would have been I just can't deal with it. But you know what? I'm still going to be on the phone all day texting, calling, you know, bitching, moaning. Right. And I'm going to keep doing that. And, and the problem with that is that that just keeps revving up that nervous system. It keeps re-triggering it over and over and over again. <clears throat> and that's when it becomes, as I described before, a complete runaway train. And the problem with that, right, is that now when my children come to me and ask me for something, they're not getting me, they're getting that guy who's all pissed off and, and just revved up and just, you know, just feeling all kinds of overwhelming emotions, that guy's not a really good dad. <laughs> you know, he's not very empathic. He's not very uh, patient. He's not very kind. And so my children, okay, now, what, now again, let's look at this cycle, right? <clears throat> they're looking at me. Now, my kids now are a little older. So, so they're, you know, my, my son is nine, my daughter's 12. So, so they're a little bit past that programming stage, right? <clears throat> But what I say 10 years ago, right? And so, so, so they see me, you know, reacting this way and being this kind of, you know, very uh, out of regulation person, right? They see me engaging in the anger. They see me, you know, maybe raising my voice to people. They see me maybe slamming things. They see me maybe, you know, reacting in all kinds of different ways that are not positive and not healthy and not advantageous to functioning in the world. And what are they learning? They're learning that that's the way to act when something doesn't go right for you, right? And and so are anybody who reports to me at work. So are anybody who's, you know, whoever around me, that's what they're experiencing from me. Now, they're not all learning from me the way my children do, of course, but <clears throat> that's still what I'm bringing into the world. Right. And now again, like, you know, even though I did all those things, I'm still like I came onto this podcast and said, I'm not myself today. <laughs> you know, this is not who I usually feel like. Right. I'm not in a good place right now. And that's OK. You see, I can still function with a level of honesty and with a level of, of transparency. Right. I can come here and tell you all like, look, I'm having a rough day today. You know, please bear with me. Please understand that if I, if I come off as in a little bit of a, a, a different way today, please understand it has nothing to do with you. It's just I'm, not, I'm just not feeling it today, right? And if necessary, I can say that in my client meetings. And if necessary, I can say that to my children and the people in the stores and, the, and the, everywhere I go, 
right? I can be honest about it, but I can only be honest about it from that place of awareness, right? Because, (coughs) pardon me again, if I'm just stuck in it and I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, going along with it, well, then I'm not aware of it, right? I'm not, I'm not consciously aware of it or even unconsciously aware of it. I'm just, I'm just a victim to it, right? I'm just being propelled by it. So the awareness and the disidentification are what allows me to, to detach myself from it. So, and not, not detaching like a dissociative way, right? That's not what I'm doing. I'm still embodying it. When I did my meditation, I allowed the feelings and the thoughts and all that to come through. I'm not trying to avoid anything because that's not going to work either, right? It's all about living it and being with it. So anyway, it's kind of interesting how this all worked out because I really was planning on talking about how we experience the world in our own nervous system and, and the benefit of understanding that. Because again, the benefit of understanding that is knowing that when such and such happens you know, in the world and it makes me feel such and such a way, that's because of the way that my nervous system has been programmed right? It's, it's just the way that my nervous system acts on its own, not with my involvement, not with my permission, not with my approval. <clears throat> it's just the way it happens. And when I can look at it as an objective thing like that, well, it becomes much easier to work with. All right. So if you're looking for information or, or help on how to work with your nervous system and the triggers that you might be experiencing, I'm going to put a link in the description that you can use to book a no cost phone consultation with me. And we can get into this and, or anything else you want to talk about and we can get to the bottom of it and, and, and we can you know help you to be able to function in the, in the face of these difficult moments and these difficult times. All right, everybody. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. I wish you well. Bye-bye.